In the Afterglow is made possible in part by the generosity of Superior Energy in Vernon, serving the residential and commercial propane needs of Connecticut and Southern Massachusetts since 1939, with the five-star rated Superior service you deserve. Locally owned and operated for over 80 years, Superior Energy knows your community and unique needs. Receive personalized attention that goes above and beyond always. Call 800-242-0427 or visit propanect.com. Pleased that you've decided to drop on in. Stay a while, make yourself comfortable. Good evening, you're in the afterglow. Hi, I'm Father John. That's what we're all about, getting comfortable in the afterglow where day transforms itself into a relaxing evening of music, meditation, and inspiration. When you calm your mind, cultivate a positive mood, center your thoughts on optimal joy, you're closer to experiencing the wealth of life. Align yourself in harmony with gratitude and love. Such emotionally charged thought attracts more of the same. One of the greatest truths that I've discovered is that my thoughts create my reality. That's a really great reason to be positive. Things happen in your life because of the thoughts that you project. To change what happens to you, you must change your thoughts. Not only are you your own human projector, you are the star, the writer, the producer, director, and editor of your personal real-life documentary. For me, Discovering that my thoughts produce the events in my life is right up there with the discovery of fire. It's real freedom. You've heard it said many ways. Thoughts are things. As a man thinketh, so he is. Like attracts like, and so on. You can hear it a thousand times, but it won't work until you begin to work it. Make a commitment to yourself and begin to be positive. So, come on along with me. We're together as the afterglow sets in. is full of beauty. Notice it. Notice the bumblebee, the small child, and the smiling faces. Smell the rain and feel the wind. Live your life to the fullest potential and fight for your dreams. And remember, a dream doesn't become reality through magic. It takes sweat, determination, and hard work. Well, this evening we remember a woman whose dream of equal rights for women helped land her on a $1 coin. Susan B. Anthony was born on February 15, 1820, in Adams, Massachusetts, into a politically active family. They worked to end slavery in what was called the abolitionist movement. They were also part of the temperance movement, which wanted the production and the sale of alcohol limited or stopped completely. Susan B. Anthony was inspired to fight for women's rights while campaigning against alcohol. She was denied a chance to speak at a temperance convention because she was a woman. 
Anthony later realized that no one would take women in politics seriously unless they had the right to vote. Along with the activist Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Anthony founded the National Woman's Suffrage Association in 1869. Susan B. Anthony was tireless in her efforts giving speeches around the country to convince others to support a woman's right to vote. She even took matters into her own hands in 1872 when she voted in the presidential election illegally. Anthony was arrested and tried unsuccessfully to fight the charges. She ended up being fined $100, a fine she never paid. When Anthony died on March 13, 1906, women still did not have the right to vote. It wasn't until 1920, 14 years after her death, that the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution giving all adult women the right to vote was passed. In recognition of her dedication and hard work, the U.S. Treasury Department put Susan B. Anthony's portrait on $1 coins in 1979, making her the first woman to be so honored. So tonight, we remember a woman who helped pave the way for women on her 204th birth anniversary. And continuing to check out the chapter of history that makes up past events occurring on February 15th, we find that today is the birth anniversary of the man who helped perfect what's been called a girl's best friend. Charles Tiffany was born in 1812 in Killingly, Connecticut. With a loan from his father and friend, he moved from Connecticut to New York City and opened up a small store. The first year it was opened in 1837, the store was known as Tiffany, Young and Ellis, and made $4. By the time Charles Tiffany passed away in 1902, the company, since renamed Tiffany & Company, was worth over $35 million. Tiffany was able to build his empire by selling only the finest goods, which eventually became almost exclusively jewelry. Tiffany's shop was immortalized in the film Breakfast at Tiffany's when Audrey Hepburn said, It's like Tiffany's. Tiffany's? You mean the jewelry store? That's right. I'm crazy about Tiffany's. Ah, yes, but Charles Tiffany didn't sell just jewelry. He also helped Thomas Edison contribute to Broadway by helping with lighting to make scenery more visible. Hope you enjoyed your surprise Valentine gift from Tiffany's yesterday. Ah, uh, yes, Tiffany and Company. And to think it all started with a small fine goods store owned by a man from Connecticut. Remembering Charles Tiffany this evening on his 212th birth anniversary. The French are glad to die for love. They delight in fighting duels. But I prefer a man who lives and gives expensive jewels. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. A kiss may be grand, but won't pay the rental on your humble flat. Or help you at the automat Men grow cold as girls grow old And we all lose our charms in the end But 
So that was Marilyn Monroe singing Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. And so it's right here in the Afterglow where we take some time to reach for the best that life has to offer us and accept the challenge to live it to the full. We stretch beyond wherever we are today in anticipation of where we'd like life to be tomorrow. So we journey now toward the intersection of where faith meets life. Today, let's talk about how limitless the universe really is. February is International Expect Success Month. Limits are imposed upon us, not from without, but from within. So we open our minds to limitless possibilities. Now, you may have gone through a setback, but prepare for a comeback. Some people have never once said out loud to themselves, I'm a good mother, I'm a good father, I'm talented and creative. I'm kind and considerate. You know, it's easy to stay encouraged when you learn to compliment yourself. Sometimes we think it's humble to compliment somebody else while putting ourselves down. Man, you're so good at that. I could never do anything like you. No. You can do exactly what God has created you to do. People sometimes tell me, I could never speak on the radio like you do. 
Maybe not, but I could never fly an airplane like you do. I could never design houses like you do. I could never teach children like you do. The fact is, every one of us is good at something. We shouldn't look at somebody else and think, man, they are so talented, they are so creative, they are so disciplined, they are so good looking, I don't know what in the world happened to me. No, come on. Start looking in the mirror and saying, you are so talented, you are so creative, you are so disciplined, you good-looking thing. You've got to compliment yourself. Try it. It may work. It may not, but try it anyway. A young lady named Brittany moved to a new school in junior high, and most of the students had grown up together and been friends for years and years. She was having a tough time breaking in and really connecting with anybody. This school had a tradition that during the week before Valentine's Day, students could buy 25-cent carnations to send to one another. The carnations were all delivered during homeroom on Valentine's Day in front of the whole class, and so it was a big deal to see how many carnations everyone received. Well, Brittany knew that she would not receive any carnations. She was new to the school and didn't have any friends. She was dreading that day, thinking that she'd be left out and embarrassed. But then Brittany came up with a great idea. Instead of just sitting back and watching everybody else get flowers, she decided to send some to herself. She took $5 down to the school office where she asked for 20 carnation delivery forms. Then she filled them out in private so nobody would know she was sending them to herself. On Valentine's Day, most of the young ladies received three or four carnations. The real popular girls might have five or six or seven delivered to them. But in Brittany's homeroom, it seemed every other carnation came to her. Her homeroom classmates looked at her thinking, who in the world is this girl? She has so many friends. One carnation after another was delivered to her. Her classmates would ask, who's that from? And Brittany would look at the note and say, oh, they are so special, they love me so much, I can't wait to tell them thanks. They had no idea she was talking about herself. You would have thought Brittany was the most popular girl in school. By the end of Valentine's Day, she was the envy of the whole class. She had more carnations than anybody else. You need Brittany's attitude. If nobody else is celebrating me right now, I'm celebrating myself. If nobody is asking me out to dinner, I'm dressing up and taking myself out to dinner. If nobody is sending me a birthday gift, watch out, I'm buying myself a present. If you've lost your happiness, your joy, your fire, and your enthusiasm, well, maybe it's because no one is celebrating you cheering you on or encouraging you. So do as David did in the Bible and encourage yourself. That's where faith meets life. I'm searching for the soul I'm meant to share my soul with. I'm looking for the cure to this emptiness. Sometimes it seems so out of reach Finding the one, the one who completes me So I pray for the love 
finish life with For someone to shield my heart From the loneliness Share all my dreams Share all my time Wait for the one Who's waiting to find me So I pray for love That will save me And I wait for the odds that will lift me And I wait for the eyes that will tell me I am home, I am home And I wait for my life to be changed with one look, one touch Pray for the love to fill my save me and I wait for the odds that will lift me and I wait for the eyes that will tell me I am home I am home and I wait for my life to be changed with one look one touch pray for the love that will save me So I wait for the odds that will lift me So I wait for the eyes that will tell me I am home, I am home And I wait for my life to be changed with one look, one touch Pray for the love That's called Pray for the Love by Russell Watson. I'm Father John, and you're in the Afterglow on WJMJ. Today is the 142nd birth anniversary of a man who was affectionately referred to as the Great Profile. The classically handsome actor John Barrymore was more suited for leading man roles than his older sibling Lionel and more inclined to work in film than his revered stage actress sister, Ethel. The youngest member of the renowned Barrymore acting dynasty, the exceptionally adaptable performer, transitioned from acclaimed work on Broadway to the emerging medium of silent pictures in films like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. 
he made the move to sound appear just as effortless and films of the time consistently placed Barrymore at the top of the box office heap. The actor's unrestrained affection for women and alcohol, however, eventually eroded both his ability to maintain his finances and perform to expectation. Nonetheless, John Barrymore's contributions to theater and film would be undeniable, continuing to reverberate in the performances of such actors as Sir Lawrence Olivier and his own granddaughter, Drew Barrymore, and his storied life referenced in such films as My Favorite Year, John Barrymore, born on this day back in 1882. Now, have you ever looked up at the stars and thought of the endless possibilities of what could be out there? Well, one person that looked at that same space decided to try to find the answers, and his discoveries turned the world upside down, or rather, sideways. Galileo Galilei was born on this day back in 1564. He made profound discoveries in the field of science, such as timing pendulum swings and discovering that objects with different masses dropped at the same time will land at the same time. His biggest discovery was that the Earth was not the center of the universe. The Earth and other planets revolve around the Sun. That was very controversial because it was commonly thought that the Earth was the center of the universe. Galileo was denounced and condemned by the Catholic Church for teachings that were false and contrary to Scripture. He was tried by the Inquisition, found vehemently suspect of heresy, forced to recant, and spent the rest of his life under house arrest. Today there's a statue of Galileo inside the Vatican, and it was in October of 1992 that Pope John Paul II expressed regret for how the Galileo affair was handled and issued a declaration acknowledging the errors committed by the Catholic Church Tribunal that judged the scientific positions of Galileo Galilei. He was, of course, right. The Earth is not the center of the universe. Here's Josh Groban with Galileo. Galileo fell in love as a Galilean boy and he wondered what in heaven who invented such a joy but the question got the better of his scientific mind and to his blind and dying days he looked up high and often sighed and sometimes cried who puts the rainbow in the sky who lights the stars at Dreamt up someone so divine Someone like you and made them mine Love can make you ask some funny questions now and then But just remember the alternatives for I remember when 
you kissed me and good heavens now I'm here in paradise so if ever I'm not kissing you or looking in your eyes I won't be blind and I won't cry I'll look up high and gladly sigh and thank the guy who puts the rainbow in the sky, who lights the stars at night, who dreamt up someone so divine, someone like you and made them mine. Someone like you and made them mine We're in the afterglow. I'm Father John. That, of course, was Josh Groban with his song, Galileo. This is your time, just for you. Because we all need to take time to regroup, to relax and review what has been this day with an eye on tomorrow and making things better. Story time now in the afterglow. A certain scripture scholar always introduces his seminary course of studies on the New Testament with a story from his own life. It seems that early in life he had told a lie to his father, causing the parent deep hurt. For years, the matter went unresolved, but the guilt and the remorse kept gnawing away at him until finally he wrote his father a letter. Because he was not even sure that his father would remember, he reviewed the entire episode and asked his father to forgive him. A few days later, he received a reply in which the father said, Of course I remember, and of course I forgive you. The son said it was like a great weight falling from his shoulders, and it made all the difference in his life. But the real payoff came several years later, when both his mother and father died within a short time of each other. He went to their house and was going through their things, and up in the attic he found a box containing little treasures his parents had kept through the years. Treasures from their marriage, treasures from his childhood, as he looked through the box, his eyes welled up with tears because he felt so close to them and the things that had been most important to them. Then he found the letter that he had written asking for forgiveness. He opened it and began to read, and with tears running down his cheeks, he turned it over, and there in his father's hand was one word forgiven, underlined, and he realized that his father had really let go of the thing that had come between them. The father had written forgiven on the letter, then put it aside in the box of treasures because it was over. There was no unfinished business. What a great gift it was for that son to discover that his father had relinquished all traces of the hurt and the resentment and the bitterness. What a gift it is when we are able to forgive and to let go, to forgive and forget. 
That is the way God acts with us. Something to think about. Old town showed up, gymnasium filled. Floor was wet from all the tears spilled. And the preacher man said, we're all gathered today. And I'll never forget what he had to say. It's always too soon. It's always too fast. There'll never come a day that you don't want back. It ain't about the numbers chiseled in concrete. It's how they live their lives in the dash between. In the dash between. Was a steel worker's son, homecoming king. He trained day and night for that championship ring. He found him a girl, made her his queen. And he fought for his country, and he gave it everything. It's always too Never come a day that you don't want back. It ain't about the numbers chiseled in concrete. It's how they live their lives in the dash between. In the dash between their first breath and their last months, all the memories of the past. That little black line defines a legacy. It's always too soon. It's always too fast. They're always too young. It's always so sad. It ain't about the numbers chiseled in concrete. It's how they live their lives in the dash between. In the dash. And that was Scotty McCreary with a song called The Dash. I like it. And we're in the afterglow, a time of prayer and meditation with music, inspiration, and reflection. This is a time to relax, a time to listen. So I thank you for joining me. I'm Father John, and we actually do this every weekday evening from 7 to 8 as we unwind, relax, collect our thoughts, and put life into perspective with a better picture of the world. 
Now, before we go, I need to share with you that today, February 15th, we celebrate Lupercalia. Well, not really. I wouldn't celebrate it. You see, Lupercalia is an ancient Roman fertility festival. You may celebrate it. I have no need to celebrate a fertility festival. Lupercalia was thought by some to have been established by Romulus and Remus, the legendary founders of Rome, who were suckled by a she-wolf at Lupercal, a cave in Palestine. Animals, especially goats and dogs, were sacrificed in celebration of Lupercalia, which persisted until the 5th century. Lupercalia is thought by some to be the forerunner of Valentine's Day customs. Well, personally, I prefer giving flowers and candy to such animal sacrifices. So be it. Now turn on the light. You'll see better. Sheep aren't the only ones who need a healing touch. We also get irritated with each other, butt heads, and then get wounded. Many of our disappointments in life begin as irritations. The large portion of our problems is not lion-sized attacks, but rather the day-to-day -day swarm of frustrations and mishaps and heartaches. Stop the clocks, it's amazing You should see the way the light dances off your head A million colors of hazel, golden and red Night prayer is coming up, but first, let's let God's Word talk back to us in today's Word. Oh, I will hold on to the afterglow. Today is Thursday after Ash Wednesday. If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, let him renounce himself. This text has caused some Christians to grow up believing that they are not worth much. For generations, children were told always to put other people first, implying that it is selfish or unchristian to consider your own needs or put value on yourself. This is a subtle and powerful message. Yet if we do not care for ourselves, we fail in our respect for God's creation, of which we are an important part. We can also fall into those temptations associated with self-sacrifice, arrogance, smugness, and using others to feed spiritual pride. Jesus' message is clear and uncomplicated. We are so valuable and precious to God that we can safely risk throwing in our lot with Him. We can rely upon Him to be our rock and foundation. Of course, we shall suffer, because to be fully human means committing ourselves to life and therefore to all manner of trials and loss. Life is never easy, even for those who neither know nor care about God. But Jesus promises us a rounded life, complete and full by the time we meet Him in heaven, 
He is asking us to get the balance right, which is the hardest job of all. Sometimes we have to consider our own needs in order to successfully carry out our responsibilities. At other times, we have to put others before ourselves. It is not just a case of one or the other. Those who scrape together the courage to commit themselves wholeheartedly to Christ will receive sufficient love and gifts from the Holy Spirit to win through to the end. They will experience the joy He promised as He meets them at the gate of heaven to give them back the life they freely gave to Him. When I am down and oh my soul so weary When troubles come and my heart burdened be Then I am still and wait here in the silence Until you come and sit a while with me You raise me up so I can stand on mountains You raise me up to walk on stormy seas 
And now on this Thursday, the 15th day of February, on the Thursday after Ash Wednesday, as the shadows lengthen and the evening comes, we reflect on God's nourishing and loving presence with us. So we close our time in the afterglow with prayer. Watch, O Lord, with those who wake or watch or weep tonight, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend your sick ones, O Lord Christ. Rest your weary ones. Bless your dying ones. Soothe your suffering ones. Pity your afflicted ones. Shield your joyous ones. And for all your love's sake, we pray, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Thank you, Lord, that you protect me every day of my life, far more than I ever know. Thank you that you are more powerful than any enemy I face. Thank you that you go before me whenever I go through difficult situations. I thank you that you are always with me and you will not leave me or forsake me, so I don't need to be afraid of tough times. Give me courage and faith to meet even the most difficult situations I might face today or tomorrow, for you are more powerful than any of life's storms that I must walk through. I ask you to help me in the situation I am now in and the difficult things I face. I pray that you will give me the desires of my heart concerning the situations. Thank you, Lord, that when I cry out to you, you hear my prayers and will answer. My burden is easy, my yoke is so light. If you need rest, come to me. You who are weary, you who are laden, give to me. Remember David and all the hardships he endured, the oath he swore to the Lord, his vow to the strong one of Jacob. I will not enter the house where I dwell, nor go to the bed where I rest. I will give no sleep to my eyes, to my eyelids I will give no slumber, till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the strong one of Jacob. 
Go up, Lord, to the place of your rest, you and the ark of your strength. Your priests shall be clothed with righteousness. Your faithful shall ring out their joy. For the sake of David, your servant, do not reject your anointed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. What profit did you get then from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been freed from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit that you have leads to sanctification, and its end is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you wish to save your life, take up your cross and follow Christ. Behold, behold, the mighty one has done great things for me. on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm 
He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones, and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to help his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Behold, behold, the mighty one has done great things for me. to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. If you wish to save your life, take up your cross and follow Christ. God of our ancestors, with a word you created all things. In trust, we pray. God, in your goodness, come to our aid. Heal us of any injury or offense we may have caused or received today. In trust, we pray. God, in your goodness, come to our aid. Guide parents and deepen love and respect between spouses. In trust, we pray. God, in your goodness, come to our aid. Welcome those who die tonight into your eternal embrace. In trust, we pray. God, in your goodness, come to our aid. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. May the steadfast love of God, the peace of Christ, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us forever. Amen. Before the ending of the day, creator of the world, we pray that you with steadfast love would keep watch around us while we sleep. From evil dreams defend our sight, from fears and terrors of the night. Tread underfoot our deadly foe that we no sinful thought may know. My burden is easy, my yoke is so light. If you need rest, come to me.
now offer a prayer requesting the intercession of Blessed Michael J. McGivney, priest of the Archdiocese of Hartford and founder of the Knights of Columbus. God, our Father, protector of the poor and defender of the widow and orphan, you called your priest, Father Michael J. McGivney, to be an apostle of Christian family life and to lead the young to the generous service of their neighbor. Through the example of his life and virtue, may we follow your Son, Jesus Christ, more closely, fulfilling his commandment of charity and building up his body, which is the Church. Let the inspiration of your servant prompt us to greater confidence in your love so that we may continue his work of caring for the needy and the outcast. We humbly ask that you glorify your venerable servant, Blessed Father Michael J. McGivney, on earth according to the design of your holy will. Through his intercession, grant the favor I now present. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Be present, O merciful God, and protect us through the silent hours of this night, so that we who are wearied by the changes and the chances of this fleeting world may rest in your eternal changelessness. Lighten our darkness, and in your mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. Visit this home, O Lord, we pray, and drive far from it the snares of evil. May your holy angels dwell with us and guard us in peace through the night. And may your blessing be always upon us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. My burden is easy, my yoke is so light. If you need rest, come to me. Christ be with you to protect you, 
May he watch over you and keep you in his care through the night and bless you with peace. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Night Prayer in the Afterglow with Father John. Thanks for listening. In the Afterglow, a time of reflection and relaxation is underwritten in part by the people of Superior Energy of Vernon, Connecticut. Now in their 80th year, they offer personalized five-star propane service to customers throughout Connecticut and Southern Massachusetts. For more information, call 800-242-0427 or visit propanect.com. Coming up is Exploring Music with Bill McLaughlin from the WFMT Radio Network. This is WJMJ at 88.9 in Hartford, 107.1 in New Haven. WJMJ Catholic Radio, where faith meets life and where we're inviting you to be to enjoy an entire evening of relaxing music tailor-made for you.